This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. World of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. everybody welcome hope you had a great weekend i had no idea today was martin luther king's birthday and i should because he's like my sixth cousin x number of times removed did i ever tell you that story you have not yes i was as shocked as anybody else but i had to look at it i got the email and it was from family search one day and they said um, your next of kin is elvis presley and I said, what? And I went over there, and they showed me the family tree, and sure enough, he is. He's like a fourth cousin on my um, on my uh, dead side. And then, uh, turns out, I'm kin to like 30 of the 47 presidents. It blows my mind, but stranger yet, Martin Luther King, he's a cousin. <laughs> and so, I love my people out there, whatever color skin they are, but uh, years ago, my uncle said, he was at Grandmother Hattie's house, and under her bed was this uh, picture book, and he said, there's some dark-skinned people in there. And I said, uh, what's that mean? Well, lo and behold, somewhere along the family line, there was a marriage with Martin Luther King's family, and we have some of the same ancestors, you know, going back probably six generations. But sure enough, I had to see for myself, and yep, Martin Luther King is my cousin. I think I'm more kin to him than Jesse Jackson. Mm-hmm. Amen. What now, do you sound like? Well, now listen. It gets even stranger. You remember that lady who sat on the back of the bus in kind of a yeah. st- Rosa, Rosa Parks? Rosa Parks. She's also my cousin. And huh. and uh, who else? Pocahontas. Now that's a long way back, about twelve generations. But you know, this family search stuff is uh, 
so amazing now, especially with AI and everybody wanting to know, you know, where their DNA is linked to and people putting their ancestry uh, family trees online. I started that about 30 years ago. So my family tree research continues to this day, but uh, the biggest database out there is uh, maintained by the, the Mormon Church, the LDS, Latter-day Saints. And yes, they do that because under that religion, everybody is required to know where they came from at least four generations back. And uh, what else? They require you to have a couple years' supply of food on hand at all times. So I don't think that's a bad thing, but it shouldn't be part of religion. But anyway, um, thanks to the Mormons, we've got access to some of the biggest databases now online and who knows who you may be kin to um it gets very strange and i'll stop right there but yes martin luther king and i are cousins i just never got to meet him but god bless him mm-hmm. well maybe one day you will so uh i can now officially say i'm part african-american uh indonesian my son's mexican-american so we are truly a multicultural Family and uh, nobody ever pull better pull a race card because I'll pull out the biggest card of all. Martin Luther King Jr. is my cousin. What are you going to do about that? <laughs> mm, 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 Amen. Well, you know what I'm called in Africa. Tell me, white chocolate. <laughs> okay. As long as they don't call you long pork. Because that's what the um, cannibals call the white man who they would eat like chicken. Just saying. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd tell him I'm kosher. It doesn't count. <laughs> well, praise God. Today is Martin Luther King holiday. I had no idea. And um, just the, the time is just flying by. I mean, I was like, what holiday do we have today? And I looked, oh, it's MLK Day. Okay. Well, praise the Lord. Down here in Bali, there's always a holiday, though. I mean, like every two weeks they have something that they're celebrating you know it's just crazy I'm like when do people work come on let's get to work at any rate we're here rain or shine holiday or not and uh, I do believe we need to to, uh, to honor the uh, the late Martin Luther King he did a great job and um, with that we'll get started tonight you want to open in prayer I will okay we're going to talk about some deep stuff tonight Shannon Okay, thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for this time together. Lord, I thank you for a spirit of revelation, understanding. Lord, as we talk about a few things outside of our religious box, Lord, I speak to our spirit to rise up, our soul to sit back. Lord, let our spirit man expand tonight. Lord, I speak, we speak to our spirit, our spirit man, to expand out, to receive more and more, Lord, of the truths of the kingdom. So I bless the listeners, I bless Shannon and its program, Miriam and I, in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, Shannon, I thought it was funny, you know, people bring it up. I come from a very Jewish background. We were Orthodox when I was kids. My parents and uh, I think my dad was kosher and, and such. So Bar Mitzvah and grew up in this Jewish home, came to the Lord in 1976. 
So it was a time that many Jews were coming. A lot of the ministries in Israel, we were all birthed around the same time in that Jesus people movement. And because of my Jewish background, everyone said, you got to start a messianic congregation. You got to be messianic. You got to go that route. And, uh, you know, I was able to read Hebrew and such. And so what did God do? God sends me to Africa. So I spent so much of my years uh, ministering in Africa, through Africa, and and traveling nations, and almost nothing to do with Messianic congregations. So so that's why I'm white chocolate. Well, we're going to look first to Genesis chapter 1 tonight. Genesis chapter 1, I'm going to read verses 1 through 3. Here we go. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the word the there is italics. In beginning, Bereshit. In the beginning, before all things, before time, before even the makings of the heavens and the earth and people and that. And the earth then was formed without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of the Lord was hovering above the face of the waters. And then God said, let there be light. And there was light. So, Shannon, I'll ask you, where did the light come from? God said, let there be light. Where did light come from? God created it with his spoken word. God, God created but it came from inside God. Yes. It was in him. In that. It was in him, and he spoke it forth. So God called the darkness light. Now, we are called to imitate him. In Luke 17, 20, 21... It says the kingdom of God is within us. God says that we are light. We are children of light. If we are light, how is light going to come out from us? The same way it came out from God. We need to speak it out. Let there be light. Well, Lord, out from us tonight, let there be light, Father, in our nations. Lord, in the political events in America tonight, Lord, and overseas in the nations, in Israel, Lord, let light come from out of us. Second Peter 1.3 says, for life and godliness, okay, God has placed everything within us for life and godliness. So where is it? It's in us. How then are we going to access it? Everything we need for our lives, our ministries, God's already placed. We need to learn how to speak it out, how to manifest that which God has placed within us. So that's how Jesus, or how God did it. He spoke light. 
Now, First John four seventeen said, "As he is, so are we in this world." As he is. Those are big thoughts. We read these verses quickly and we don't give it much thought because it's almost beyond our understanding. But we are to operate like Jesus. We are to start to speak forth, to take dominion over our areas, our cities, our families. Dominion is the power to direct to control, to use, even to dispose of things. It's the power to direct and control and to use. So we are to take dominion, the right to possess and use without even being accountable. Dominion is sovereign and supreme authority, the power to govern or control. Sovereign or supreme authority. Well, is that us? Do we have that? Does God call us that? We were talking to Germany, our program every uh, Monday afternoon into Germany, which is on Skype. So everyone is open to join with that if they ever want. But um, no, it's on Zoom. And uh, so a fellow was on there and saying, well, we're not called to do that. And I said, yes, we are. Let's look at Second uh, Corinthians 5. I'll start even with 21. If anyone, therefore, is in Christ, he's a new creation. Brand new. Never been here before. I heard, uh, wasn't Jesse Duplantis, but um, say, you know, we are no longer even human. We are a new creation. Never been here before. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. Now, all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and given us the ministry of reconciliation. The word reconciliation means to bring into balance or to bring into harmony. Well, we used to, before computers, have to reconcile our checkbook to bring it into balance with the bank balance. And he's given us, so that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Reconciling, bringing the cosmos the world's back into balance to himself. Not imputing, not reckoning, not holding their sins against them, their trespasses against them. It's a big statement. God is not holding sin against anyone. Sin does not keep anyone from coming into the kingdom. No matter how evil, you can say a Hitler or anyone else, no matter how evil, no matter how bad, sin does not keep anyone out of the kingdom. The only thing that keeps anyone out of the kingdom is not receiving Jesus. Amen. Not receiving the Lord. 
because God is well able to remove and cleanse sin from every human being. So, not imputing their trespass to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now, if you think about it, it says very clearly there, and you can look it up in Greek, and I have two other translations here, not holding or reckoning their trespasses, their sins against them. So really, evangelism isn't as much trying to convict someone of their sins as it is to bring them into reconciliation with the Father. To show them then how simple it is to for them to come into, to get everyone reconnected to the Father. Now verse 20, so therefore then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God was pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. We are ambassadors. That's a very high political position. As an ambassador, you are to bring the policies of another nation to the nation that you are talking to. You are to bring the policies of the nation that you represent. So if you are an ambassador, what nation are you representing? You're representing the kingdom of God. And you are to bring the policies, the purposes of the kingdom to the nation that God has sent you to. Whether it's Bali, Indonesia, or whether it's in the States or Israel or anywhere else. You are now an ambassador from the kingdom of God to the nation that God has sent you to. And this is your message. For God made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So God the Father made Jesus the Son, who knew no sin, to be sin. That doesn't mean he sinned. He took sin upon himself that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That's your message. Very simple message. And in truth, if there's just one scripture you need to know, it is 2 Corinthians 5.21. That's the whole gospel message. As though God was pleading through you, through us. We beg you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. Now again, I'm going to read John 1.29. I think I've read it here um, a few weeks ago. John 1.21, 1.29. The next day... 
John saw Jesus approaching him and declared, Behold the Lamb of God. This is the one who would lift the sin of the cosmos like an anchor from the seafloor and set mankind free to, to free to sail free. This is the one, the Lamb of God, who would lift the sin of the cosmos, of the worlds, off of mankind, like an anchor from the seafloor, for mankind to sail free. Now, that's a pretty exact translation, actually, from the Greek. A arrow lift up, lifts up the sin, singular, hahamartia, the sin of the world. This completely disarms religion. Suddenly there's nothing that we can do to persuade God about our sincere intention. This is God persuading us of their eternal love dream. So God is lifting the sin off of mankind. He became sin. He took it off of us that we may now have access to the Father. I think I shared uh, a couple weeks ago, Shannon, I don't remember now, of the, the three mysterions, the mysteries, where Paul came back and he said the mysterion, the mystery that God had showed him, and those are the uh, the fourteen years that Jesus that, uh, that Paul was in the wilderness, fellowshipping with God, and he came back with this mystery. What's the first part of it? The first mystery is when one receives Christ, he becomes a new creation a new person that's never been here before. Now, I've said it many times over, God does not renovate you. He's not in the renovation business. God raises, he tears down, he crucifies the old and makes you new. So if God is not renovating your old nature, we need to make sure then we're not counseling, we're not going back into people's past. I was saying this morning, I think it was, and that many counselors and many ministries are skin divers. They're diving down into people's past where God wants it crucified. a matter of fact, some teachings out there, they're scuba diving, going so deep to try to find something in your past where God said it is buried in the waters of baptism. Amen. Could we see that about ourselves, that our past is not renovated. God doesn't paint the old barn. He tears it down and builds anew. 
You're a new creation in Christ. And you now have the ministry of reconciliation. You are an ambassador. And an ambassador is paid by the nation that sends him, not the nation that he's sent to. So I could talk to the ambassador from America, from the States to Haiti, and he is not paid in Haitian gourds. He's not paid in Haitian salary. He's paid by the nation of America that sent him. You're an ambassador. You are paid by the kingdom of God. Jesus supplies everything you need for your ministry. You are not paid by the nations that he sent that you're sent to. So it's a whole different understanding. An ambassador has no personal opinion. So Mr. Ambassador to let's say to Indonesia. What do you think? What do you think about this healing business? And your answer is, I have no personal opinion. But the policy of the kingdom of God is that by his stripes you have already been healed. I have no personal opinion. An ambassador only reflects and speaks the opinion or the purposes of the nation that sends him. Mr. Ambassador to Africa, what do you think about all this deliverance stuff? I have no personal opinion, but the policy of the kingdom of God is he has given us authority over every spirit of darkness to cast it out. What then does the kingdom say about your life and what you're doing? About your stewardship, your responsibilities, your provision? Again, everything that I need for life and godliness, God has already provided for me. He's already provided it in me. I need then to speak it forth. Like God said, let there be, we speak it forth. Thank you, Lord. Let there be rent. Let there be mortgage. Lord, let there be finances. Let there be food. Lord, let there be everything I need for our ministries. It's already been put in us. We need to release it out of us. So it's different now than, quote, begging God for provision. When God says, I've already given it to you, you need to speak it forth. And you do that by faith. You're to take dominion, take control. Thank you for the power God has given to every one of us. Thank you, God, for Luke 17, 20 through 21. The kingdom of God is within me. 
So stop looking up. Doesn't Pope Jesus say that? Stop looking up. Stop looking out. Stop looking over there. It's not over there. It's in you. The kingdom is within us. We need then to learn how to release it. 1 John 4 17 says, As he is, so are we then in the world. As Jesus has released it, that's how we are to release it. And remember in Ephesians 1 4, he has chosen us in him before the foundations of the world. So as light was in God, we are in God and were in God before the foundations of the world. God spoke us into existence. These are big thoughts. God spoke us into existence. Well, in our Sunday night program with Pastor Lottie, we uh, we started last night with the book of Hebrews. We just finished the high priestly prayers. We finished John 14, 15, 16, 17. It took us about two months to get through that. But last night we started the book of Hebrews. I would like to open up and read the first few verses of Hebrews because to me, They are revelatory for every one of us to understand. It brings us a great freedom to understand Hebrews, even 1 verse 3. I will read it then, and then we'll talk about it. God, who in various times and in different ways spoke in time past, to the fathers by the prophets. But he has in these last days spoken to us by son. The word his is in italics. It's not really there in the Greek. He has spoken to us by son, whom he has appointed heir of all things. Through him also he made the world's. So everything that was made was made by Jesus. Now, Jesus, the Son, being the express image of his glory, being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself, purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down the majesty. Now, he is seated at the right hand of the Father, but aren't we in him? doesn't say that we are In him, we are risen with him. We are seated with him at the right hand of the Father. And again, the word with there is the Greek word soon, S-U-N, 
soon, and it means to be totally immersed and embedded in him. So we are with him. Now, when he had by himself purged our sins, the word purged is a legal word. And if we can grab hold of it, Shannon, this will bring so much freedom to so many people. If you committed a crime, maybe 50 years ago, 30 years ago, when you were a kid, you did something, and you are guilty, you were convicted, it's on your record that maybe 50 years ago you were busted for having grass in your school locker. You were caught. It's on your record. 50 years later, you get pulled up by the pulled over by the police for your one of your headlights is out. He can look at your license and pull up your record and see that 50 years ago you were convicted of this crime. But you can go to the judge, you can go to court, you can go to the judge and have your record purged. The word purged means to be completely cleansed or eradicated. So when your past, whatever you did, is purged, it is taken out of the court records for good. It can never be found again. A lawyer or a judge can never go back into your past and find that record. It was purged. It was taken out that it exists no longer. What does that mean for you now? When he purged your sins, when you ask forgiveness from God, your sin is taken out of the record. God remembers it no longer. Doesn't it say from from the east to the west, you know, to the depths of the ocean, your sins are remembered no longer. What does that mean for you then? If your past has been purged, that means your past does not exist any longer. You don't have a past. You don't you live outside of this time. You live in God's ever present now. Now faith is ever present now where your past has been expunged from all the records of the court the courts of heaven and the courts of earth. What does that mean for you then? For those who are tormented by something of their past, even though they have asked forgiveness over and over again, they need to understand your sin does not exist any longer. It's been purged free. And if it exists no longer, 
We have no right as a ministry, as counselors, as therapists, as psychologists, to try to bring it up again, to try to bring life to something that no longer exists. Jesus says, those who are free are free indeed. You are so free that your past does not exist. It's not there. Now it says when he had by himself purged. By himself is the Greek word hypostasis. And it actually means substance. When he had by his personal here, his substance, purged our sins. Where else is then is hypostasis used that we're familiar? Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith is now the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Substance, hypostasis, Faith is now the person. The person. Haven't we talked about having the faith of God? Even God who gives life to the dead and calls those things that do not exist as though they are already in existence. So he had by himself hypostasis purged, exonerated, taken out, removed, not existing any longer. Shannon, these are such big thoughts because we are so tied to sin and sin nature and our past and what we have done to see ourselves that God has taken our past out of the records of heaven. It doesn't exist any longer. That's why he can say you are a new creation in Christ. Old things have all passed away, purged out of the records of God, out of the courts of heaven. You have don't have a past. You are now a new creation. Jesus has lifted sin off of you, off of the entire creation. He has set you free to sail into and with God's purposes for your life. I know too many people that they are so bogged down with their sin nature and their old nature and trying to cleanse something that's already been cleansed. Trying to do away with something that's already been done away with. Jesus did all of this, took sin, took sin nature, took past, buried it in waters of baptism, So you can be set free tonight to go on with what God has called you to do with your life. So stop being a deep sea diver, a scuba diver, 
Stop trying to go deep into your past to find something you did in the third grade that's keeping you from fulfilling God's purposes in your life. If you've asked forgiveness, if you've repented, if you turned from, you are free from. You are able to continue on to what God has called you to do. He says you're a new creation. He says the kingdom of God is in you. He says you're an ambassador for Christ. So start to pick up your ambassadorship. Start to do what God has placed inside of you to do with your life. And speak it forth. Go forth. Go on. In Jesus' name. I'm going to read uh, this translation a little bit more in the Greek and in the mirror Bible here. Throughout ancient times, Hebrews 1, 1, 2, and 3, God spoke in many fragments and glimpses of prophetic thought to our fathers. Now this entire conversation has finally dawned in sonship. Suddenly what seemed to be an ancient language falls fresh and new like dew on the tender grass. He, Jesus, is the sum total of every utterance of God. He is whom the prophets pointed to, and we are his immediate audience. And the word palai there, meaning old, ancient, from Pauline, the, the idea of oscillatory repetition or retrogression, anew and afresh. Give ears, O heaven, and I will speak, and let the earth hear the words of my mouth. Deuteronomy 32, 1. Amen. So I started to say the three areas of the mysterion of Paul, the mystery that God revealed to him. First, you're a new creation. Secondly, as a son, you have direct access to the Father. This was unheard of in Old Testament time. No one can go into the Holy of Holies and boldly just walk in and approach God. They fear for their lives. And only once a year, the high priest, after rituals and cleansings and washings and proper clothing, can go in. And even then, hopefully praying that he would not be slain. And God says in Hebrews 4, to come boldly before the throne of grace and receive grace and mercy to help you in your time of need. Wow, Jesus made a way when he rose from the dead, when he came into the heavenlies. He made an open heaven for every one of us to be able to come into the presence of the Father. Unheard of in Old Testament times. That's the New Testament reality. And the third thing is this life includes Jews and Gentiles. All peoples, all nations, all tribes, all languages, all colors 
can all in the name of Jesus come boldly before the throne of grace and receive grace and mercy to help them in their time of need. This was understanding that was never amongst the Old Testament, the Pharisees, the religious people. They lived under an entirely new law. We live under the law of faith. They lived under the 613 laws of the Ten Commandments of the Commandments. You live new. Hebrews 1 2 in sonship. God declares the incarnate word to be heir of all things. He is, after all, the author of the ages. We have our beginning and our being in him. Sonship endorses our heirship. We are heirs and joint heirs with Christ. Jesus tore down the wall of petition. He made an oy, an opening for you to walk free of sin and of your past to go on with God. Hebrews 1.3, Jesus is the crescendo of God's conversation. He gives context and content to the authentic thought. Everything that God had in mind for mankind is voiced in Christ. Jesus is God's language. He's the radiant and flawless expression of the purpose and intent of God. Jesus mirrors God's character and exhibits his every attribute in human form. Jesus is God incarnate. He is the voice of God announcing our redeemed innocence. By his own doing, he accomplished purification for sins and sat down enthroned in the boundless uh, measure of his majesty in the right, in the right, and of God as the executive authority. The force of the universe upholding everything that exists, his voice is the dynamic that sustains the entire cosmos. Having accomplished purification of sin, he sat down. His throne is the very authority and proof of mankind's redeemed innocence. He took everything upon himself, brothers and sisters. He took your past upon himself. He exonerated you and purged it from the records of the heavenlies and the earthly. You're a new creation. You are no longer controlled by your past. You no longer have to live according to your past. He has given you new life. 
all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new in him. It's not even receiving because it already is a truth that has already been done. And he places the kingdom of God inside every one of you and says, I've given you the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not holding their sin against them. And given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Therefore you are ambassadors. Sent from the kingdom of God. To your earthly place. Of residence. Given the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. For he who knew no sin became sin for you that you might be the righteousness of God in him. Such a big thing. Such great thoughts. They're God's thoughts. God's thoughts, yes. It's like looking into the mirror and seeing what kind of person you are. And don't forget it. Don't turn away. Walk into the next room and say, what did that just say about me? I forgot it now. Go over it. Hold it in memory. Get the recording of this program and listen to it over again. Yes. Yes. No prophetic or shepherd message can compete with him in rank or name. God did not address any of the angelic prophetic messengers when he said, you are my son. Today I have given birth to you. I am to you all that a father can be to a son. And you are to me all that a son can be to a father. Hallelujah. And we are sons. He calls us sons. Whoever is led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. And God's leading every one of you by his Spirit that you have already received grace and mercy. He calls you sons. You call him father. You call him dad, daddy, Abba. You call him father. Because that is what he is to you. He is your life. He's everything for you. He's all that you need for life and godliness. He's given you his peace, John 14, 16, 17. My peace I give to you. He took it out from himself and put it into you. Receive his peace tonight. Live without fear. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. And don't walk around the marketplaces with masks and signs. Don't get too close. I'm afraid of COVID. Sons of God do not live in fear. Do not live in fear. 
and do not act in fear. Do not do things out of fear. Concerning things in the marketplace, ask God. God, do you want me to do this? Do you want me to walk around this way? Do you want me to avoid this or go to this? But I refuse to live in fear because fear is not from God and fear has torment. Fear has torment. And God does not call us to live in torment. He calls you to live as sons. He calls you to live as ambassadors. He's called us to live and take dominion, to speak forth the life of God that he's placed within you. We speak it over the nations. We speak freedom from sin over America, over Europe, over Asia and Southeast Asia, over Africa, over the Middle East, over South America, Australia, New Zealand, Philippines. I speak tonight freedom from the burden of sin. Let God take it all off of you. Put it into the sea of forgetfulness, for as the east is from the west. Don't try to renovate your old nature. Don't try to clean up your past. Let it die and crucified in Christ. And be able to proclaim the words of God. You are a new creation in Christ. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Mm, 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 mm. We can talk and proclaim Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who now lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. And the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me, Christ lives in me. I release him out of me. I speak him forth. Jesus, go forth and heal tonight. Yes. By your stripes, we have already been healed. Yes, yes. Every cancer, every crippling disease, every mental torment, every heart disease, intestinal disease, Every liver and pancreas. Mm, 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 mm. Every sexual disease. Every prostate. Every bladder. Every ovary. Healed in Jesus' name. Skin be healed. Bones be healed. Feet be healed. Joints be healed in Jesus' name. Eyes and ears and senses healed. I release Jesus tonight to go through your life and bring healing in every area. For he who knew no sin became sin for you tonight that you might become the righteousness and be the righteousness of God. 
Oh, this is good news of the gospel. Real good news. This is a gospel that very few are living, but all of us are able to. Jesus did it for you. So receive it tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's a good message. This is a great message tonight. What would you like to title it for the archive? Release the light within you. Okay. This is great. Release the light within you. Let me write that down. Deep stuff, Jim. This is deep, and it's just Bible. Yes, sir. So someone can call me and say, well, I don't agree with all you're saying, Pastor Ron. And I said, well, what verse don't you like? Exactly. We need to agree with the Word of God. And this is right out of the Word of God. Both the written Word and the Word, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Logos, yes. Brother Ron, Sister Miriam, I want you to tell people, we'll close in prayer in a minute, but before we do, I want you to tell people about your ministry, what you got going on over there that they can participate in and how they can support. Go ahead. Um, Sunday night, we have our main program. We call in by phone. Then we have Zoom programs into Germany. Uh, We have um, WhatsApp programs into Africa and Pakistan. Um, We have children, 200 children in Haiti that we feed every month. Also in Rwanda, we have children in school and uh, our fellowship there. So any of these programs you can join on. Um, Just uh, contact me, email me, and I'll email you the weekly schedule and how to get on it. My email is roncohen47 at aol.com. R-O-N-C-O-H-E-N-4-7 at aol.com. And my phone number is 302-559-1766. So you can call, you can email, and how else? If you want to help support the ministry of what we do, most anything that comes in, we give it out. Uh, but you can do that by PayPal through my email, uh, Zelle through my email, Cash App, same thing, email. Ron Cohen47 at AOL.com. And don't forget Brother Shannon and Omega Man to keep this program going every week, every month. So, what else, Shannon? Big stuff. Yes, sure. You know, Shannon, if we could just live part of this, even what I shared tonight, just have a revelation of part of it and live it out. But, you know, the real burden I've had over the years and, you know, ministry, I've had a, uh, we have a doctorate, I've had, um, what do we call it, um, oh, back years ago, back in, in the late 90s, um, you know, training and therapies and stuff. If we can just get people to live free of their past, to understand it's been 
separated, taken away, buried, purged, and live in God. In Jesus' name, yes, yes, yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Sister Miriam, anything you'd like to add? Anything you'd like to add, Miriam? No, it's just that God is, God is all true. The most wonderful promise, the most wonderful future, and every bit of it is true because God is not a man that he should lie, and he's given us these promises. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, to me, that's, that's big stuff, big stuff. So thank you, Lord. Well, Lord, I thank you for this time tonight. Thank you for your life, your blessing, your spirit that works within every one of us. In Jesus' name. Hey, before we jump, uh, I got a call about a week ago from Tel Aviv, Israel. Came through, and I'm thinking, who's oh, calling really? me from Israel? Anyway, I picked uh-huh. up, and uh, it was an extension of Hebrew University. They're offering okay. a program for people that want to learn biblical Hebrew. And I had uh-huh. reached out to a couple of the uh, schools over there to see if they had the online program. And sure enough, they said, we got a class starting. And you had inquired about it. So I talked to the gentleman who was based here in Tel Aviv. And uh, they signed me up beginning uh, February. I'm going to do uh, one hour a week, basic level uh uh, Hebrew. Uh, Shannon, Hebrew is that the Rosen School? Uh, I think it is the Rosen School. Yeah, I know them well. And um, um, uh, basic, <laughs> uh, you know, biblical Hebrew. I'm sorry, it was tongue tied there for a minute. And so they said you do one hour a week for 30 weeks, and it's uh, it's online with a live uh, teacher. And of course, mm-hmm. they give you the digital copies of the book. And uh, hey, I'm excited to just get my my toe wet in the water. I'm going to start learning the alphabet. I'm starting kindergarten. You, you got to learn to read the letters. You got to know the, the Hebrew. Yes. But, um, boy, that's good. You know, so they, I used to teach that. Oh. Um, all, you know, through here, it's from North Carolina, Wilmington, over in Leland here. Um, it takes, it'll take about 18 weeks to uh, go through the basic book to learn the letters and how to pronounce it. Yeah, this is actually uh, 30 weeks, one hour a week. Uh, Sunday night's my time here in Indonesia. And uh, the, at the end, you take a test. And if you pass the test, you'll get, I think, around two credits uh, with uh, Hebrew University for the school. Uh-huh. So Very. Can, I'm going to give it a shot. Now, there's some also some great classes over on Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y, on anything uh-huh. you want to learn. And so I went over there one day and... Um, typed in biblical hebrew and you know there's about a dozen different programs that different uh teachers have set up you buy those and they're already pre-recorded video courses and so you can get one of those for about 20 bucks and so there's all kinds of ways to learn new skills in 2024 whether it be a language you know you want to learn to do video editing whatever you want to learn there's something out there online and i think uh a lot of this uh really kicked off you know, during the COVID lockdowns, that was really the only way to people to teach online. So this is one positive thing that and came out that of that. what's Udemy? Yes, sir. U-D-E-M-Y. And, uh, Good. 
they have some great stuff there. I mean, you know, anything you want to learn. So, and that, well, I keep real busy. Uh, I'm uh, in my third year of Spanish here. Wow! At the uh, at Brunswick College University, and then every month I take cooking classes, and uh, been doing that. I really enjoyed that, and then also I take piano lessons every week. My goodness! So, um, yeah, so I stay busy. So um, that means you could cook us a uh, authentic. Uh, Latino meal, and while it's on the stove, you jump over to the piano and do a little mini concert, and then uh, speak and do it in Espanol. Spanish. <laughs> Amen. Well, we cool. keep busy. Very good. Absolutely. Thank uh, you so much for coming on tonight. God bless y'all. Excellent. Thank you, Shannon. Keep in touch. See you Love you. Love you too. Bye-bye. Okay, folks. Let me save this. Between each shows, we save the program so I can get it up quick for you. Same day, hopefully. And uh, we're running uh, full steam ahead in 2024. We've got all the shows uploaded that we did last week. And most of them uh, already titled. So you'll see me making some progress on that. And then I'm working my way back. Okay. Let's say this. We'll be back here in just a minute. 